Welcome to the Baseball Tell After Buzz After Show, Season 5, Episode 3, Bad Blood. Let's go. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Tay Tay. Mm. Uh-oh. T-Swizzle. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Welcome to the After Buzz After Show. Baseball Tell After Show. She, she broke it down. Did you hear it? If you're, if you're watching on YouTube. There was, there was the breakdown right there. You, if you're watching on YouTube, I apologize. Oh, you missed the for the hundredth time. Oh. Mm. <laughs> you see for the hundredth time, Joe Tamplebo bite his lip. Oh, wait. It's so strong. Because the beat hits me so hard, I got mm, I got to bite my lip. Uh, thank you for joining us for the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. As all, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely non-dancing ju- d- professional Dua Casey. Hi. I did dance. Oh, I missed it. I was, yeah. Okay. I was there. Oh. Right. Right. How did you just do that? I didn't white man overbite it, but I was dancing. <laughs> I'm also joined by the lovely Julia Carley. Hello, hello. I don't think I dance. Yeah, we, right. We've done a little head sway. And I'm also joined by Joseph Lippo. Oh, it's it's nice right. to be here with you guys. I don't right. know why everybody gets so mad when I bite the lip because you know mm, you got feel that mm. T swizzle. <laughs> Uh, welcome what to the show. Happened? Thank you very much uh, for those of you who joined us. Uh, you, we can get rid of Tay Tay. I don't want to sit next to Flippo anymore. Uh, why are you me? It's making me uncomfortable. We, we have to stay in time. I, I, can, I I, can, I, can I reel you guys in? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the sporadic, but it's just sporadic movements. Sporadic like, control. I just, I just want to start. I just want to start the show. For okay. I think we should do it. Let's talk about Sorry, the guys. show. No, but before that, I do want to get some, some, some housekeeping out of the way. Um, thanks for joining us on iTunes and on YouTube, as you often do. Uh, really appreciate, you know, we're, we're back. This is, we, we've been doing this show for five years. We came back, and thanks to you guys out there, we, we're, we're back on the iTunes top, you know, sort of 100 and climbing, which Ooh. is great to be yeah. back there. That's great. Uh, one of the top ten shows on Ad After Buzz, which is great. Uh, our YouTube, um, you know, engagement is very high. I appreciate all you guys, and so a lot of um, opinions. Some of you folks like uh, CC Freak and Michelle D and John Doe, Ron Crawford, uh, even even Kester Narbonell. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's uh, fancy. Yeah. Buckeye Veronica, uh, Robert Waters. I'm just going to shout some of you guys out. About 36 Greeks, uh, a guy with a bear and a horse. That's you, Joe. Uh, Wolf Guy, Ola, uh, I don't know what that means. Virtual, <laughs> virtual side sunflower, uh, house, house headed. I don't know what that says, uh, but yeah, her or him. Uh, uh, Kylie Johnson, Nicole Stevens, Susanna Olson. You know who else? Can I interject for just one minute? Yes. I know a lot of the people, a lot of the fan feedback from last episode was that we didn't talk about what the headline on the newspaper that Norman Reed was reading was. And I it was, it. it was White Pine. I see it. <laughs> yeah. White Pine Bay newspaper um, that Norman was reading was about the townspeople's concern about the security at the mental institution. So oh. that is. Maybe that's some insight into where Dr. Gay Edwards is. Uh oh. Dun dun dun. Oh, man. <laughs> that's uh, a producer on his game right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. Super Jomas uh, saying, I just want to say, um, you know, we have fun doing the show, and uh, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not a comedy. It's a, it's a drama, but we love the show. We have fun doing the show, and if you don't like us, you don't have to watch or listen, my friend. But thanks for thanks for your comments. That's what I have to say <laughs> about that. Everyone, everyone well else, we, we love you as well. So listen, episode three, Bates Motel. 
show's pretty good. Yeah. The show, the show is good. Like, again, one of the things that I forget about Bates Motel when you get when we're talking about all the, you know, the, the, the murdering stuff and the, and the psychological thriller and the this and the acting and Vera and Freddie and everybody's so wonderful is that the suspense is actually an incredibly suspenseful show. I was at the edge of my seat this entire episode, and then it was done. I'm like, well, nothing really happened. But I was at the edge of my seat the entire episode of what? something that ended up happening. Well, I mean, no one got Scream. killed, is what, what I mean. What? What? I what show questions. are you watching? No one got killed. I have Did, did I watch a different episode? Because I saw Caleb at the end. He didn't look so hot. I don't it think is, he was going to roll ah. off that and, and get on a skateboard and go do some tricks. I think Caleb was jacked Caleb's up. Caleb's resilient. Um, he, he, Caleb's not dead. He's a big guy. Do no. you think they're going to drive? They're going to drag Caleb down into the basement and bring him back? You think it'd be like, oh, let's 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 spoon feed him some grog. <laughs> Caleb's out, Jack. Well, let's, let's let's unpack some of this. First of all, lesson: don't text and drive. Yes. Yeah, no Forget doubt. Yep. That no is doubt. a PSA if I ever did see one. Yep. And, and I would say that Chick Chick needs to re-examine how he wears his glasses anyhow, because if you saw and the his kimono, it's very it's very crazy glasses placement, and I think <laughs> yes. that was definitely uh, definitely played a part in oh. Caleb's undoing. Well, let, let's take this back to the very beginning because there's a lot to unpack, and we we don't have um, we have a hard a hard wrap. Mm-hmm. In 31 minutes and 40 seconds. All right, let's keep well, talking let's about that instead of the show. Let's go. <laughs> 31 minutes and 36 seconds. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just kidding. No, so let's get into the show. So last week we left uh, a situation where poor Caleb uh, got clunked in the back of the head. And, yes, I was uh, wrong. I thought he got stab stab. Yeah, he got, yeah, yeah, he got, got stab stab too. Yeah, definitely did. got clunked. And uh, on the side of the head, as his wounds mm-hmm. would appear. Uh, and by Norma, and Chick was there. And the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so here we see him waking up and having a conversation with Norma. And, you know, I mean, you know, you get a concussion, you're a little fuzzy, but he sees and hears Norma. But, of course, it is Norman, and immediately he recognizes it and is sort of like, well, immediately. But after a while he recognizes it and sort of plays along as best he can. Very well done. Very well done by by by, uh, by uh, Caleb as he tries to figure this thing out. But that was quite a, quite a remarkable sequence. Not only the way they shot it and how it looked visually and how it was sort of that ethereal look into the dreamlike state, into the harsh reality, but mm-hmm. also... The reality that we're facing that, oh, there's a dude in an effing wig <laughs> <laughs> talking to another dude in a basement. What did you guys think of, what do you think of this episode first of all, and what do you think of this that, that scene a ago? Well, I mean, th- this episode just posed a ton of questions, a ton of questions for me. What I liked most about the very, very opening shot was that they started, if you listen to just the audio, they started with Norma's voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they tell it from Caleb's perspective, and then they, as they are fading in and out, they intermesh Norma and Norman's voice, and then they end on Norman's voice as you see Norman's face visually. I thought that that choice was really, really good. Excellent. If you were to describe what happened, like step-by-step step, to somebody that had never seen the show, it would sound really cheesy, right? Somebody was dressed up as their dead mother, they're having delusions, but the way that they do this artistically is just phenomenal. Burn. I thought this whole show was great. I'm I'm pretty sure we lost two, if not three characters, big characters this season, we'll, this episode. We'll, we'll see about that. I, I, we'll, we'll see. This Where's di- Madeline? This episode is directed by Sarah Boyd, who is also known for a lot of other great TV shows, but like mostly sort of suspenseful stuff, uh, the return and the strain and the killing. Uh, great job in this episode as well for, for, for Sarah. Uh, Julia, what did you think? Of course I love this episode. I love every episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. But... Um, <clears throat> I thought uh, visually, like we were talking in in the audio, everything was really cool. The devices that they were using. I love the insertion of a sane person into this demented world. Mm -hmm. The insertion of Chick actually living in this house and how he's sort of maneuvering through this, this sort of 
mind of Norman's yeah. slash Norma's yeah. and how he's sort of playing them both sure. and trying to like figure out what his place is and how he can be present to mm-hmm. both of them is really interesting. Hey mm-hmm. man, he's got he's got a, a, a taxidermy business, a black market taxidermy business to get going. <laughs> yeah. And he's also got a hot hey man, book. Art. He's, he's got a hot book He's going. got a financial investment in my man yes. Norman. Yeah. Flip what do you got? Well, here's, well, you said something that I thought was so great that, that this stuff would seem cheesy and goofy mm-hmm. if the show hadn't earned it. Yep. And the show, that's when we talked about this last season and probably season three and two and one. Yeah. This show earns every moment it sure. gets. It, mm-hmm. it just, you know, they kick their own ass to make sure they earn it. So and the I, longer it goes on, the more it's earned. Absolutely. So season five. You're, you're so in. They can do it. Yep. So, oh. like, you know, I don't know, a pig can come flying from the sky. We're like, of course, the pig's flying. And <laughs> I love the device. Fine by me. Yeah, that flying pig is beautiful. Don't, don't, don't go by the kids in the hall because you'll become a sandwich. <laughs> flying pig? Am I the only one that remembers that? Kids in the hall, flying pig, worth your time. Um, so I love the device of Chick. That's the last thing. That's the other thing I want to say. I love that we have an amoral, meta character that mm-hmm. is essentially us. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm here to observe. I'll have a little bit of, you know, a little bit, of, but not much. I'm gonna keep my hands off. He's us. Yeah. He's we're, he's yeah, our absolutely. entry into the into the storyline. And and I love that that it kind of shines a light on us too, doesn't it? In a weird way. Yeah, because like, it's it's a, it's a voyeuristic quality that we right, all have sure. as viewers. Chick has, and it's a, such a brilliant, brilliant sort of plot device and 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 and, uh, and uh, device by Carrie Aaron and Carlton and the writing staff to sort of be able to say this is some crazy shit going right. down. Like we need someone else to see how crazy this is from a real person's perspective, not just from Norman's perspective, which is a little skewed. Mm-hmm. Now, here's it's so much sort time, of behind the scenes. Well, look. Uh, but we spent so much time trying to figure out was. Norman, who is this? Is it now we have Chick there to know? Oh, this is yeah, what's Chick happening. can help us navigate. But here's what I love, and I, I, I would really love to get Carrie Aaron on again at some point this season mm-hmm. because I, you know we, we it was fun uh, a couple seasons ago when we had her on because we were eight, we were like, hey, does the car as a character exist in the way we think? Mm-hmm. She's like, yes, absolutely. Could answer those hard questions, right? And I think with this show, they don't they don't do things by accident. So many shows are, they're just they're just moving on such a they're they're on they're on such a time a deadline to get everything out. It, it, a lot of a lot of slapdash stuff. Every 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 episode of this show is so carefully put together. It would not surprise me in the least if Chick was set up as a meta character to display you to you while you're watching this. Sure, of course. So, I mean, I, I think that's. I, think that's I don't think it's t- an of course, but I, I think, think that's what well, they did. I don't say of course, but I, I I believe that that's the case. And I think that that's very artfully done and very and very smartly done. But that, think... that that Chick is purely as a device for us to see. Well, What's been interesting of having Chick in there? I feel like um, for Norman because we've seen uh, Norman. Be Norma, Norman. Be Norman. But he also has these moments that are that are rooted in like actual reality. You know, mm-hmm. when you when you think about him going through the uh, the mummification book and things like that. That mm-hmm. is what has to be done in order to right. retain his his craziness. But having Chick there sort of validates his it's mindset. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's extremely dangerous. It's dangerous because it enables his psychosis. It, absolutely, it validates it. Right. All of it. Mm-hmm. So his moments of actual reality, I think, will be fleeting. They're, yep, they're I fading away. I want to continue away. down the road. I'm going to continue down the road of this um, uh, of the of the chick and and, and uh, Caleb storyline. We'll get back to our man Romero, who's oh who's my on gosh. The um, but so so yeah, so like, this happened. So chick. Yeah, you know, we see him, his wheels turning, he's making these calculations here, like he's obviously pieced this whole thing together, Kale's pieced together what he can, Chick has now made the calculation that I'm going to stay here and observe this and maybe enable, mm-hmm. because for the purposes, I imagine, for his book, for his own pleasure, uh, he has that sort of metaphysical, um, 
very, I don't know, it feels very a holistic thing he says to Caleb, like, it's, uh, I'm, my, my, what is his, what is his, something? Well, he says I'm here to help. But this is like, it's not my, mm. He not says my, that he's just here to observe. Yeah, I'm just here to observe, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't help Whatever you out. happens to you now, it's up to Norman. I'm just an observer. I'm just an observer. It's his journey, man. I, I, I add the man, but that, that's, that's what it feels like he's doing. Chick is great with the one-liners. Isn't it interesting <laughs> the way that Norma asked all the questions that we were asking last week? Yeah. As as far as, you know, what are your real intentions? Norma straight out asked him. Yeah. You know, you've been bringing him, you've been bringing him dead pets, you've been bringing him food. Like, what yeah. are you really doing here? Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, Norma's down. You can always tell that in, in the middle of all of this craziness, she's only there to protect Norman. That's her right. main job. Well, actually, and not only do we need Chick, though, as as a sort of a surrogate for the audience, but, mm-hmm. you know, Norman needs Chick, because how is he, dude's passed out every five seconds, he's passed out holding his uncle's hand, he's passed out down in, 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 a, in a dress, in the, in, in the, the, someone's got to pick the poor kid up, clean him up, put him in bed, and put him in his jammies, and be like, you know, what's, you know, like, someone's got to keep the shit in the horse, as Joe Flippo says all the time, and I think that Chick, Chick serves as that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Norman can't fix a window. You know, and so so chick is chick is functioning as a meta device for the audience and as a shit putter backer in the horser. Yes, and a butler. And a butler. So so yeah, so that, that happens. I think the, the most one of the most telling. There's a couple of real you know telling um, conversations here. We, we talked touched on the one that he had with Caleb. So when Caleb's like, he's clearly crazy. Help me. And he's like, that's not what I'm here to do, man. Sorry. Um, but then he has the the, the the couple of conversations. It's it's been a joy to sort of watch chick piece this thing together like mm-hmm. every interaction he has with Norman you can see him going like oh that's what's happening <laughs> yeah because oh, oh, he didn't know about the blackout. here now I talked to Norma yeah. right uh, but the moment like yeah he, now he's blacked out he asks you know do you have these blackouts all the time mm-hmm. this led to this wonderful dinner scene and you know there's a lot of sort of dinner centerpieces <laughs> how, Each, how, every, okay. every how season, good is this show at dinner Every season has a great dinner centerpiece, but this is it's the table. The table's a character. This, for this show kicks ass at dinner. It, they, it when when, kicks when, ass when, in the when Carrie Aaron writes a dinner scene, yeah. she writes a dinner yeah. scene. So, you're not you're not gonna miss a beat. It's we like ha- they leave those family values. It's like we're gonna have these family values. We're still gonna hold true in the midst of the chaos and the madness. We're right. still having dinner every night, guys. Mm-hmm. So we have the situation where we have a dinner, and I'll, and I'll get back to Caleb. But we have this dinner with with Norman, uh, uh, Chick, and Norma. <laughs> and you know, and good old chick, he's cooked dinner. He's bought it. Nice he, set, he set a table. Mm, I do nice curry. Yeah. He learned how to cook that. Where in Thailand? Thailand. Where yeah. else did he learn to cook? Chick, chicks world traveled. By the way, boom. He wears kimonos. He bought it. He's easily been in Japan. He's got a kimono. <laughs> no question yeah. about it. <laughs> My man wears a kimono like nobody else. You see him, and you saw he's got his he's got his kimono with his mad his mad dome action right there. He's yep. got like a man yeah. bunny, but it's like a more of a Japanese Dude, kind of yeah. man bun kimono thing. And, you know, and he's got this glasses on the mad crazed skew. He just fits right in. It yeah. just works. The, Love the aesthetic every works. second of him. Chick is every doing second a, of him. Chick's doing a lot. By but the here's way. what I think is so, and this is what <laughs> I want to find out. This is why I want to ask Carrie Aaron. Why do we if if if, Kay, if if Chick is being modified now into a into a meta character, kind of like to show us us. Why are we dressing him so crazy? Like, what are we saying? Like, because it, oh, it's his chick. No, nah, but I think that's interesting. Well, he has to be crazy enough, I think, to buy into all of this. Like anybody else would be like, "This is nuts." But I think that Chick is one of the only characters that can jump into this world and and see it from a different perspective. And frankly, this has been established from the moment we've got introduced. No, he's always chairs. been bananas. Like, yeah. This is a new twist that he's like, you know, dressing weird. Like this is sort of how this guy is. I think there's a lot of it has to do with. Um, my man, um, I can't remember the actor's name, who plays Chick. Ryan Hurst. Uh, yeah, my man Ryan Hurst, sort of creation of this character, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Every every affectation the guy has is something like I've rarely seen. And the way he 
you know, the way he sort of maneuvers through these scenes and talks to these different people is, is just amazing. But dinner. Chick makes the dinner. He makes the uh, the wonderful Vietnamese curry stuff. What that mean is the the I'm sorry, the, the curry stuff. Thai curry. <laughs> Thai curry, excuse me, from Thailand. But I love how he's like shoving plates over to uh yeah. to Norma. Yeah. <laughs> and looking over there like, you know, how's that how's that taste, Norma? Yeah. You know, and and he's real quick. When Norman caught him on that, did you did you not hear? Did you not he's hear like, her? oh, yeah. my ear, my ear, yeah, yeah. Deaf. from the beatings. Yeah. You know. so yeah. he's <laughs> bought all the way in, and he's got his tape recorder going. So it sort of seems though, like, 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 Chick is sort of figuring out how to maneuver this situation. When the, the, the exactly what you're saying, like, did you not hear her? Yeah. Goes, oh, oh, my ear. But then Norman is sort of shifting a little bit to help him out as well. Yeah. When he looks over, and oh, Norma's mouth is full. I'll answer for her. Exactly. So it's sort of like playing both sides and trying to find where we all land as, just, a, as a new happy little family. And it's all just endlessly fascinating. Watching Norman's brain, sort of watch what parts are nor- what parts Norma feels like she has to say and answer, what parts Norman's really knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obviously his conscious and subconscious, and, and, and he's a split personality. But just watching who chooses to answer what and how, and what those conversations are, not only with each other, like with, with Norman and Norma, but mm-hmm. like as a group, like what's that mother? Yes, she's right. Like all that stuff is is it's... fantastic to see. Um, but so props to Chick for keeping up with that, like. For keeping up with all of that, like when uh, Norman gets home and, and uh, he's like, you know, your uncle's in the basement and he has to then realize how much Norman doesn't know and yeah. how much Norma knows and the fact that what Norman knows, Norman doesn't, like, it's a lot of, it's, I mean, props. What's the over-under on, on Norman or Norma finding the tape recorder and playing it back? I think that's, uh, let's how, save that uh, for predictions. Episode what? Yeah, episode, it doesn't, it, 100%. That's it's, 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 it's a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no question. So cold lock he bought a happen. typewriter. Who's going to find that writing in the house? No I'm question. Like, I'm like, get a, yeah. get a laptop chick. <laughs> no question. He's he like, was I'm offered. old school. He's got for Hemingway, it's good enough for me. Those pages got to go somewhere. <laughs> He's got the recorder on uh, his iPhone. I mean, not for anything. The man's got an iPhone. I know there's a recorder built into the iPhone. I mean, it comes with it. It's in yeah. extras. It's right there. He's old school. He's old fashioned. Yeah. Old I'm school. old school. So, speaking <laughs> of chicks, at least chick has a bridge back to Caleb. So, you know, Caleb's in the basement. And, uh, you know, I think Caleb's. I, he's, yes, go ahead. Can I just say, I'm sure. not. Kenny Johnson acting his ass off. Not only can job. Kenny Johnson kick your enormous ass. In an arm wrestling match, allegedly. One second, one second. I mean, you you could not you could not have lit a cigarette in the time it took him to kick Joe's ass. And (laughs) not only that, too bad there's no tape of that. Down in the basement, he's acting his ass. The man has no ass left. He is so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's brilliant. I we will get Kenny Johnson back on the show. We have to. He's a brilliant Uh, guy. I will not arm wrestle him again. I wouldn't. But uh, yeah, he's like he's really. I'm I'm always a big Kenny Johnson guy. He's going to be in the new. the new SWAT that uh, that uh, Ryan that uh, J- J- Sean Ryan is doing, creator of the Shield. Oh, nice! So Sean Ryan's nice. doing SWAT. King John's going to be in that. We know him from the Shield with Sean Ryan and from Sons of Anarchy with Sean Ryan uh, guy uh, Kurt Sutter. So it's all in the family there. And look, he's fantastic, and he's like again. We talked about this a lot last week and before that, but how we have such incredible sympathy for a rapist, right? Mm-hmm. Or incest survivor. Incest. More incest than survivor or, or incest survivor. Incest in... Incest in uh... They had a mutual relationship for years. Okay. But you were saying he's rapey last week. He is. He is a little bit rapey. And it, what was interesting is the two times that the rape was brought up, once from Chick to 
to Dunkel. Mm-hmm. He did, he's like, I don't want to talk, talk about it. it. Yeah. And then, and then, and then Dunkel, ran, yep, and then Norma said the same thing. I don't want to talk, talk about, about it. it. So yeah. it sounds like they feel the same way yeah. about it. They still love each other. And by the way, when old Chick comes down and wants to have a have a nice chit chat with Dunkel, and he said he starts the recording. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Is he really trying to piece something? I mean, is it is it a? He's trying to piece some of the story together so he knows for his own right. Is he b just getting materials for his book, or is he c trying to build a case against you know Caleb and help with this whole situation with Norman and Caleb? And what, what, what's oh, well, I, think, I, I think it's a and b. I don't think yeah, c. I don't think it's c. I think it's yeah. it's character development for his book for yeah, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I said, a moral observer. I mean, it's so bizarre that uh, that, that we have this character inserted into this, and it's and it's interesting because you know it's it's almost difficult to remember because. You know, we, we you, you, when you when you visually see something, your mind, even though even if you recognize intellectually, that woman's not really there. Yeah. Even when you when you see it, it's still kind of mess with you. The, this whole thing took place between Chick and Norman. Those are the only two people in the house yep. that that were interacting on, that yep. were not tied to a post. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it's difficult to remember that because, but so that to me, you got we got to remember that and keep that 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 forefront in our minds to remember that uh, you know that those are the only two people in the house. So so much of the enabling is happening from Chick. Chick is way stronger and bigger than Norman. At any point, he can put a stop to it. Oh yeah, at no, any point, any, any point, just he can put a stop to this. And this is his meal ticket, and he's fascinated. Yeah, I think that's the same I think time. Yeah, is I can't remember. So in Psycho is a fruit cellar. Is this still the fruit cellar turn basement, or is it just a basement? Like where where is where Norma is? Is it, I think it was, I don't know. If it was, she was in Psycho. She was in the basement. She was in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't there a fruit cellar somewhere? Am I making no, that up? I don't know. Maybe I don't. Right. I don't. Not so. That's not. I remember. Anyway, stay out of that basement, or you got a you got a, a, a dead woman down there. You got a freezer full of dead folks in down there. You got a cha- guy chained to the basement. Not oh for long. God. He's out. <laughs> There's can, a lot of a lot of stuff going can on. Can I in the ask basement. you guys a question? Yeah. Do you think that Caleb? Was sharing that hallucination a little bit too? Yes, absolutely. No, I, I, for a moment, I Which thought one? Okay. he's concussed. He's, oh, he's, he's been concussed. concussed. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point. Of view. That's my next question as well. I want to talk about that. I didn't see that his eyes were dilated. I wasn't looking that close. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't put the flashlight to the television. <laughs> you didn't see the check his eyes. See if they're dilated. <laughs> I wish I watched it with you. I'd have seen you with the flashlight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> your fingers, Caleb. Caleb, <laughs> this uh, man is concussed. I, no, I agree. So we we saw at the beginning here that sort of we talked about that sort of theory dream sort of like sequence that makes sense he's coming too but then he does it again there's a couple times one yeah. is sort of when he is actually out as a dream where he gets out and he mm-hmm. runs and he embraces her and he mm-hmm. and she's dead and he freaks out but then you know at the end there where he's fully awake and upset and he's banging stuff around uh norman comes down clearly this have no wig yeah. No, nothing. I, mean, I can understand if he has a wig on and a dress, and maybe you squint your eyes a little bit. But no, man, he's got a he's got his like sweater. He's got his normal hair. He's not even doing the voice. He's just Norman. Mm-hmm. And Caleb's like Norma. So no, what he's not there? Norman. He turns into Norma. He did. He, he was coming the down stairs. the stairs as Norman, and no. it was the most amazing transition where he's looking and he's scared, and then all of a sudden he like changes. He did. He did a little flippy, flippy, little flippy, 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 and then flippy, he was flippy. Norma. I know that he. To be clear, I'm sorry. He, of course, Norman did transform into Norma from Caleb's perspective. Oh, oh, oh. it's still Norman walking down the stairs. Yeah, and Norman in a suit. Up. Now he's not wearing. You're right. He's not yeah, wearing a dress. He's not. He's yeah. got no wig. The first time we see Norman, he had the wig and the dress, and maybe he can be like, I don't know. Is it Norma? But this time it's, it's clearly Norman, yeah. you know, and he, and he starts talking that talk, and he's like, I love, you. next thing they're holding hands. But he's seen him like Norma um, as Norman. 
that Norman slash Norma attacked him in the hotel room. Yeah, right. He so was he dressed was. as Norman, so but he's, he's he was Norma. So he's right. Yeah, he was actually the first to see him transition. Yeah, so, you're right. But do you so think, can you keep, well, can you give me, can we offer an explanation as to where Caleb is? Because there seems to be, well, that, there seems to be some sort of like, we had the flashback to them as kids. He had the confession, the, the full-blown sort of confessional talk with, with, uh, with uh, Chick, he's had a lot of time down in the basement to think about it. He clearly knows his his sister slash you know uh, mother of his child is dead, mm-hmm. you know. And now he seems to be like, I'm ready to go be with Norma. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go be with Norma. I'm I'm done. So is that is that where he's well, at? Well, that's the question. Uh, is 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 Caleb on some level just accepting? Is he psychologically going? I will repent through Norman. What I did to Norma, yeah, because I love her, and then maybe, th- maybe I'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just accept that this is real. I'll apologize to this, obviously Version. not, but maybe is kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the madness of it all. He's got a sweater on, right? Yeah, and, and a sport coat, I think, too, coat. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a big shoulders on Norma. I mean, yeah. that's a, but I, I think that he's choosing to, you know, he's, he's, I want my redemption. I want, you know, he's, he's living in that regret and that pain he has been for so long, and maybe. He's chained up downstairs. Screw it. This is probably the end of it anyway. And and she's dead anyhow. And she, but she's somehow here for me to apologize to. Maybe I'll just take that. I'll take that at, at face value. And I'll give in to this hallucination for a second. And I mean, at the, at the end of it all, when Norman does come down after Mama Norma comes back and says you got to go whack him and gives him the revolver. Rough scene, by the way. Yeah. She was having so much fun with that revolver. Clink, clink. Got to do it. Right. Unreal, right? That a boy. Right? That's my boy. Go get him. So when, when, when he comes downstairs, he doesn't move. And it's it, you got to remember, you know, and they, they, you know this, this, uh, this, this, this was shot so well. I mean, uh, the Romero scene, you know, sometimes you watch a scene where, where you're watching, like, somebody being held by a gun, and you like the way they shot it. You're like, that person could just totally knock that gun out before the, before the gun will go off. But they were very careful in the Romero scene where the kid's holding him with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. They were very careful to show you, no, no, this kid had a bead on Romero. Romero had no shot at this. But at the same time, they, they shot that, that scene in the basement with, with, uh, with Caleb and, and, uh, and Norman. You, you got the sense at any point Caleb could have stood up, overpowered Norman, and been out the door. Mm-hmm. Because Norman was freaking out, but Caleb had completely given over. Well, the way I'm shot, done. I mean, again, the way the camera angle was, I mean, he's like... Almost in a in an execution style pose, but, and like with the gun off, off to the side of his head, like just do it, do it, do it before before that he the yeah, gun and then but but right. that's but that's what I'm saying. That but the but Norman was a mess, and you got the, the I got the real sense anyway that at any point Caleb could have overpowered him, but he chose like I want to be done. I well, want to be. He out. didn't want to go. Like when he said, "Go get out of here, get out of here." You go yeah. run. He goes, "I have nowhere to go." Yeah, where do I go? I was done. You got the sense like where do I? I, I sorted yeah. it all out. I was done. Yeah. I was over. Uh, so he was ready you, to so, die. So, I mean, but what about the hallucination bit? I get all that. I'm not, not discounting anything was, you said. But what about the part where he's sort of like hallucinating? I think that was strictly for the audience's perspective. Well, that's the question. Yeah, was I, it for us or for I, a little bit for I, him? I, I, was, I don't. I think it was. I think it was actually happening to him. Yeah. You know, I always have it in the back of my head. They always reference how their mother, Norma and Caleb, that she was batshit crazy. Norma was crazy. Norman is crazy. I mean, it's exactly. It, it would he be can't kind of be like the most normal guy in the world either. Yeah, yeah it would be unrealistic to expect that, that Caleb did not get a little of the crazy seasoning yeah. when they were mixing him up. <laughs> 
Did we shake some of that crazy in it? I'll go ahead and stir it in. He'll be just fine. A touch, just a touch. Uh, just a touch. Okay. One of the things that's, that's also interesting to me about back to the Norman sort of the, psych, the psychosis of Norman is like you mentioned the scene where Norma sort of saying like here do it and I mean what does that scene look like in real life? Is it him with the gun back and forth and you know talking yeah. to himself? Or but, does that all just happen in his brain? Or maybe maybe it happens in his brain but what's even more interesting the fact of the matter is Norman's a stone cold killer as Norma like when he's Norma like he no, he'll, no hesitation no remorse, no remorse. Oh, yeah. he's killing that but even when Norma tells Norman he's Norman he's like I can't do it mm-hmm. but it's like the, the way that is in his brain where the same guy on one side of his brain could just be like heartless but the other the Norman of it all really just he couldn't pull the trigger mm-hmm. he walked down there and like squeeze right to the brain right to the brain squeeze <laughs> squeeze get out of here and it was that's really fascinating to me that like how Norman is really struggling to not be a killer to not become his mother to mm-hmm. really help his mom mm-hmm. so he cover up for his mother only but he can't doesn't want to kill that's the, sort of the sad tragic tragedy of all this but also He's interesting that Norma um, can't bring herself to kill Caleb yeah Exactly. Well, so, so until the, he's running. Well, no, yeah. but, but but it's, it's still. He, well, no, she, understands she that him. he has to die, but she, as Norma, can't bring herself well, to do so it. So she didn't. It, it wasn't that she, not for lack of trying. He was well, running. She was shooting. But no, I, but, but she but, confessed that to to Caleb. Yes. Well, she that, goes, you're well, probably yeah. going to have to die, but it's I'm, but I, I can't do well, it. Well, I, I can make that choice while you're here, all tied up. I can, you know. But later on, when you're running. And I can see the shit running out of the horse. Yeah, I can take a swing. That's mm-hmm. a graphic. <laughs> I, just, like I the didn't land. Time you've referenced. He started it. All right. So listen. So <laughs> I, 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 I agree with that. But at <laughs> the record so, show, he started. What's so interesting to me? What, what I think what this amounts to is, you know, they don't. Neither of them want to kill Caleb. So obviously, Norman as Norman doesn't want to kill Caleb. Norman as Norman doesn't want to kill Caleb. That's why he doesn't die. Like I like the idea of like, well, Norman has to do it. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And Norman, Norman's like, well, Mom would have to do it. I can't do it. So. It's, it's interesting. But I just wanted one last thing on the whole Caleb Norma thing. The embrace. I mean, what, is that, what does that look like? I mean, you know, I mean, again, Caleb is in a finger lock with a 21-year-old man, and they're swaying back and forth and in love. I mean, that's, you know, you're right. Some of the craziest season clearly was, must have went to Caleb on that. Oh, one, no question. All right, so. Well, he's concussed like a motherfother. We, maybe a little bit of <laughs> So he runs out. We'll just you know, button concussed this up. Crazy. We, we'll button this up because we can go to, uh, to, to Romero. But, like, he runs outside. Uh, Chick receives. Sees Norma's text looking at his phone, and of course, very conveniently runs over Caleb. He's on the ground, maybe dead, maybe hurt, maybe further concussed. Caleb's we'll soon dead. find out next week. I don't think he's dead. Uh, I also want to mention uh, before we go on to Romero, uh, Norman had a visitor, had a nice little visitor. Mm-hmm. And this is my favorite Norman. Kind of the flirty, that mug, he had a pep in his step like no other. He mm. popped down those stairs, he had a joke, you're not the butler chick. <laughs> like, I, I love that Norman. That Norman yeah. can't kill anybody. That's no. a nice guy. He could be trusted with your with with your sister. And again, that, no, no, <laughs> even if she's blonde, actually, actually, no, he can't because because uh-huh. Norman might have sex with your sister. Because Norman's got game. Nor- that Norman's got to pull it down. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Um, I think we all know what happened. We brought the cookies. Little Red Riding Hood comes to the the Big Bad Wolf's house. Not a good idea. Check out those cookies. Chicks like chicks like swooping on cookies. the cookie. That's something that Norma would do. Bake. Yes, yeah, she would. Mm-hmm. She'd bake like a mother father, wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Is Madeline Loomis alive? No. It... No. Anytime Norman says, hey, you want to take a walk in the woods, that's not a good sign. Not for well, anything. he had taken walks with, uh, with, with Emma before. No, no. Emma's, Emma, Emma got out. She's the only I one. Think, I think Madeline Loomis is alive. I think you she's think alive. she's still alive? She's alive, yes. I vote dead. Oh, you think she's dead? dead? Okay. Julia? I think she's alive. I think she's alive. Uh, I, I think she's alive for this episode. I, long term, I don't see that she's going to have long term. No one's going to no. make it long term. <laughs> she didn't exist like, no in the movie. No one's going to make it. 
Well, here's here's where I'm at. I mean, like it's episode three. We got how many more? Uh, that seven. seven, seven, seven total or seven more? Seven, seven total. more. It's ten, ten total. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Madeline still left. Two more episodes. I'm right. gonna whack her out. So, so is Romero dead? No, oh, no, no, no. Like he can't just go out Come like on. that. Yeah, yeah. That's not where it for Romero. Shot him up? No. So let's go back to Romero. So Romero is getting transferred. He got the crap beat out of him because he found out he's a cop. They're going to transfer him over to another spot. Uh, he's got a couple of marshals who are sympathetic to him being a cop. So you know, you got, you got Not that, a good idea, Bald Marshall guy. <laughs> that BS perjury thing, man. Too bad. He's sympathetic to him. And I kind of uh, got to ask you guys, what do you yeah. think there in the bathroom? Do you think... Do you think that? Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think Romero was like planning it, or you think Romero was like watching the dude and he's like, "Seriously, guy, you're on your fucking phone." I mean, I yeah, think, I'm, I'm gonna take. He was planning it. He planned the whole thing. Oh, I think yeah, he okay. planned getting the shit kicked out of him too. I think, on purpose, yeah. exactly. so he would get he the, transfer. the transfer. So, I think so this, this is was all not, his plan. I got you. Yeah, okay. this is exactly. I'm with Julia. This oh. is like this just, is my design. This I got you. Five, five. Design. My design. I'll bring it back. Show. He's five moves. My five moves ahead on the chessboard, and he's like figured out. And he, and he did. He was his pals with the guy right away, and and he he it worked. He got away. And just to see that that um, first of all, Nestor Carbonell, Alex Romero, oh. big fan, big fan, nice, super sexy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. I'd have sex with Alex Romero. That's uh, <laughs> that's all strong right there. So what would that look like? We Two men to holding back. hands. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, we got we got to tell him he can sit on we, he can sit on the couch. We'll you keep don't know Joe. how I am. You don't know. Nestor, come back on the show. We, we promise Joe will be on back, the other side. Come back on the show, Nestor. Uh, I, 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 I am straight, but I will make an exception for the spectrum. The spectrum, folks. So, so, so Nestor's, Nestor's, I yeah. got you. All right. Yeah. So, right. so, 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 uh, so, so Romero, so, so Romero, like he's, that, that whole arc of him sort of on the run, every bit of that to me was fantastically interesting and fascinating. You know what Again, I love? I could watch a whole web series of Romero on the run. Here, here's what I love. I love yes. when you distill a character down to one goal. Mm-hmm. And that's where Nestor's at. You, <laughs> you've gotten rid of... That, that's where Sheriff Romero's Norman. at. You've got rid of all the... Keep keep it all together for the sheriff. You got rid of... Keep the money together. You got rid of I need to keep my house. You got rid of all the other shit. All you have now is kill this little motherfucker and that is it. He's, he's just a man on a mission. He's just like uh, the Terminator. That. It's like Terminator in 1984. That is so much fun to watch as an Sarah audience Connor. member because it's like, no, all in service. We're just doing this thing. That's it. And Jason, my man Jason with the beard, mm-hmm. I got a family. Please don't kill me. Along the way, so a couple couple steps along the way, we, we he, he ditches them, uh, leaves, leaves the, leaves the uh, marshal in the... In the um, in the in the bathroom, finds Jason. Uh, you know, asked him for the car, asked him for a ride, didn't mm-hmm. work. Pulls my gunpoint, drives him out there. That was a tense mm-hmm. moment where he's like, "Give me all your cell phone, give me your stuff." And he I love the look on like, his face. I'm not going to turn around, man. And Romero's like, "Come on." Now, look at the, like, the genuine. I think there was a moment too that, that Romero got that, that Nestor found a little bit, a quick little moment where he's like. Just like a disbelief, like no, how could you yeah. think I was going to kill you? But it was yeah. also like, have you seen yourself, Romero? You got That's two it. black eyes. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. look like a freaking maniac. Like someone get this guy a mirror. Like he's like, what am I going to do to you? Like, I'm kill you? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> We're practically sisters. Walk yeah. back to the highway. You're fine. But he had a clear cut plan. He's like, look, I just need to put some distance between you and the cops. Just get out of here. I'm not going to hurt you. I wouldn't just... turn around either. Uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to back my way all the way down. I'd have turned around. I would have. And I'd have had a nice. Street down my left leg. Please don't. Okay. So, run in zigzags. Run in zigzags. That's what they say. So Romero lets, <laughs> Romero lets the guy go. We get. We we we. You know. He he takes the car. He, uh, I'm sorry. He ditches the car. Finds another car at, at a farm mm-hmm. and gets caught by a young teenage. Girl. Seems like a girl. I think it was it's a girl. girl. It's a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl. A young teenager, we should say. 
Uh, and uh, and they, I'll use the they them pronouns. That's a good and, idea. And they decided to uh, pull a, pull a <laughs> rifle in Romero. And I shotgun, 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 well, shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. Ah, he just a shotgun blast. Yes, he can. He's uh, a smart I'm gonna tell guy. you why. I'm gonna tell you how right now. All right. Well, he pulls he pulls something on the guy. They have shotgun. a conversation. He ends up shooting shotgun. Romero. Romero's dead. Shotgun. I don't know if it's a shotgun. Go. How does I'm gonna explain this to you. You can load a shotgun with all kinds of different all kinds of different uh, uh, ammunition. There's rubber bullets. Right. There's salt. There's little rock salt. But there's all kinds of stuff. There's non-lethal. Two episode two. Uh, non-lethal that you can put in that shotgun. And if you just got Romero can't be dead. If Romero's yeah. dead, that's the worst. That's the worst way for him to go out. There has to be a standoff. Be some sort dead. of. Why would they waste that? They would waste that. We, to we, his story. We've got, we've got to wrap this up here, guys. Yep. We don't, oh, I, man. I, I, well, you have. I'll give you guys 15 seconds each for a prediction. Go do a go. Uh, I think that the the. Uh, Papers and the transcripts are going to be found, and I think that if Romero wrote a book, it would be called "Learning to Live on the Lamb: oh. A Guide oh. to Revenge." Oh. Oh. I don't have really a prediction. I'm just interested to see whether, if Caleb died or not, at by uh, by 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 Chick's hand, where that uh, places him in the Bates family now. Mm-hmm. If he's the one who took him, I out think or not. Uh, I think my man Chick is going to be hoist on his own petard, right? Uh, eventually, and um, he's going to eventually be, be wackified by this whole thing. But you said 15 seconds, so that's all I'm going to say. That's right. Uh, I predict that we're going to see Rihanna next episode. Ooh. And I'm wondering, I'm going to just count down to Rihanna in the shower. That's all i got to say. Under uh, the umbrella. Under the umbrella. I'm, I'm Joe Braswell. You can find me at Joe K. Braswell on Twitter and Instagram. Joe, where can the kids find you? Uh, on the Twitter is at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. And Julia? Instagram and Twitter was my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Do a Casey. Do a Casey, D-U-A-K-A-I-S-S-I on the Twitters. Boom! We love you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching and listening to us on iTunes. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 